Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. And welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 105, and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria, and thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. We are going to get curious about and dissect yet another BS story. And this week's story goes something like this. Ordinary is boring, therefore that means it's unpreferable, right? But before we get there, we um, want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the topics um, and finding those useful. And if you want a little bit more connection and compassion and a little bit more appreciation in your life, um, subscribe to the podcast because we're going to be uh, throwing out a bunch of different content here pretty soon to subscribers. So get on that list. You will not want to miss out. JD, how are you doing? And what are your initial thoughts about our BS story today? Ordinary is boring. I am, first of all, doing well. Uh, other than a little crink in my shoulder, I think I slept weird last night. So I've got that kind of right in the spot where the shoulder meets the neck. So it's just enough there to be noticeable and annoying. But other than that, I'm doing well. Ironically, I slept well. My initial <laughs> response to uh, ordinary <laughs> is boring is, uh, well, sometimes, yes, ordinary is boring. And I, uh, it is. And it immediately raises the question, what are our expectations surrounding boring and ordinary? Why are those bad things or why are those things to be avoided or as you said why are they not preferable and you know and, and on one level we like excitement <laughs> we like newness you know that's what yeah. comes up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes we like to be stimulated definitely we like to be uh, interested in things and the more stimulated we that the more stimulated we become or the more familiar we become with that, the more boring simplicity is. <laughs> yes. And then it seems to me also what we can do is we can take having lots of things going on, which is not boring, as complexity or depth or meaning rather than, you know, something else. I don't know. I kind of trailed off there for a second. Not sure where that goes. <laughs> Sort of, where am I at? Where, where am, am I going? I? Where am I at? <laughs> no, I, I don't know if you remember the last time you were over at my house. I have this, um, this little saying in my bathroom and it says, everybody wants to change the world and nobody wants to change the toilet paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do remember this by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so we have learned that that there needs to be something sort of like, it needs to be big. It needs to be exciting. It needs to be unique. We need to be unique. We need to be special. We need, we need this sort of impact on a grand scale mm -hmm. to be valuable, right. Or to be happy in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so if we're just going through the routine, if we're just going through the day, we're getting up, <laughs> we're walking the dog, we're making some breakfast, 
we're yeah catching up on in in some ways maybe we're tending to the kids who knows right we're 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 getting we're having a routine in our life sometimes we can think to ourselves well what's wrong with us why aren't we out there doing big huge massive exciting interesting things mm-hmm. and then if we're not then are we ordinary and, and are we are we boring mm-hmm. right right yeah. and and some of that it seems to me is because from every direction, we are, we're drawn to things like stories about greatness, people accomplishing big things, big, you know, big moments, big heroes, big, big events. Um, and there is something about that idea that we have, we've been conditioned or the messages have been that in order for life to be worth living, something must be extraordinary. Right. Or there, you must do something extraordinary. I remember getting those messages from a very young age. I remember distinctly sitting in my room as a 15 slash 16 year old teenager, really into music, kind of going through that growing phase about music and recognizing that that seemingly every artist I really liked had a really difficult life leading up to them becoming a great artist. And my life didn't seem all that difficult. In fact, mine seemed pretty boring and ordinary and how was I going to do anything great like them if my life was so boring and ordinary and I can trace out elements of those threads through into my adult life and some of those did not lead to positive places for me in the end that that idea right that belief uh, that I needed to do something extraordinary in order for my life to have value uh, I think that messaging is out mm-hmm. there and more so now than I think ever before just because of social media and all the different possible outlets through which we can get that kind of messaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the part, right? Like it puts a lot of pressure on people of all ages to be somewhere else trying to sort of create or find a way to be in a scenario where we're doing something really massive or big Mm -hmm. or extraordinary, right? So which takes us out of like just what we're doing right now in this, in this moment. So then there's, then the stories of not measuring up come into play and the stories of value and, um, we're, we, we miss out on those really tiny, small things we could do daily, um, of, you know, I'm thinking about just like virtuous acts that are really tiny and small mm-hmm. that might not, you know, taking the dog for a walk, that could be a big deal. Absolutely. That could be, that could be something important and meaningful. And, and we could, we could end up experiencing something that um, we wouldn't have experienced otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we're, if we're, trying to think about all of these things that we need to be doing on a larger scale to have impact is a huge word that we hear quite a bit, then we might not walk walk the dog because hmm, that's not a big deal or we'll shorten the walk. I don't have time. Just a real quick walk. Let's go. (laughs) Right. Right. Because that's, I got to, I got to get to the bigger things. Right. That's not as important as leaving your mark. You hear that one a lot too, right? Make sure you leave your mark. Uh, I saw it in academia a lot too uh, when when I was when I was a professor, messaging about creating the next generation's leaders. Okay, great. 
you know, need leaders. But always with leaders are notions of greatness. That was the part that wasn't like do something significant, do something profound, do something that draws notice rather than, you know, not necessarily making the next generation of followers, but, you know, we all are, we all follow various things. You know, you're not either one or the other necessarily. But I always found it interesting the messaging wasn't uh, preparing the next generation's healthy citizens, (laughs) the next generation's connected citizens or people you know you never it was never that it was always something big and so there, there's a sell job with that you know and i you, you mentioned watching the dog uh, walking the dog as those kind of small little virtuous things one of the things i've noticed that goes a long way is when just talking to somebody at the supermarket the person behind the counter you know who doesn't really have a conversation or doesn't isn't necessarily always seen as another person those little moments you know or for me Man, I love cooking something brand new. I cooked a, a new meal last night for myself, and I enjoyed every second of it. The prep, the idea, is this going to work? Is this going to not? And it was with a couple of foods I don't normally like that I'm trying to learn to like because they're healthy, and I won't name names, Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes. I just named names. <laughs> but that small thing mattered, <laughs> mattered a mm-hmm. lot. You know, and I, that's another example. Those are other examples that come up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the example of making a meal, right? Because that's taking care of you. Mm-hmm. It, it, you may not be doing it, you know, on a grand scale or anybody else might not be trying it. And you might not be getting recognition or praise for how you're just enjoying it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and those kinds of things sort of like, oh, I, and, I, and you hear this like, oh, I don't want to cook just, to, just for myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right we 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 want to do it for for some something larger than than that right but just to socialize which could be an important thing and or um to you know have something to be recognized for you yeah. know when you were talking about the supermarket i was thinking about like yeah if you actually get to talk to a person that's true. You know, you go into the stores nowadays and there's so many, you don't have the same opportunities that you once did yeah. because you've got your self-checkout everywhere. So we, we, we could miss out on those opportunities too if we're not actively putting ourselves in situations for, for those things to happen. And, and, and that's what's meaningful. Mm-hmm. The every day, the small things every day is, is really what brings a sense and a feeling of meaning and value in our lives, not just trucking along, trucking along, trucking along, trucking along to get to that big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, if it's, yeah, if it's the big thing, then it's the next thing, right? Because very rarely is the big thing going on if you're just going about your daily business. And to me, what I noticed, at least in my own life, is what I was missing out on were the opportunities to see those beautiful little things, those virtuous things, those, those, profound things in these small opportunities, which once I started seeing them more, led to a deeper appreciation of this moment, right? Finding the beauty in walking the dog moment or finding the value in making a meal for oneself or stopping, pulling, I've had to do this before too, pulling my headphones out when I'm somewhere and just, and listening to quiet, you know, those things. it's so easy to run past them because 
It seems to me we are pushed for accomplishment and notoriety with said accomplishment or this idea that we'll feel better about our lives with accomplishment than we do in just being present in our lives and making choices for ourselves that are healthy and looking for interactions with others that are healthy. I don't know what you think of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think, too, in the absence of achievement or productivity, we choose um, numbing ourselves. We choose we choose waiting. Um, and all those are, aren't, you know, those are not just boring. Those might not be boring at all if um, they might be have a stimulating factor in, in some degree, social media, you know, just kind of numbing out on social media, that could be more stimulating, but it's definitely more of a numbing type of thing, um, or an avoidance uh, mm -hmm. piece too. And so we're still looking for, I think, some kind of stimulation, some kind of something to grab our attention, as opposed to, you know, we hear being being in stillness or, or being present or or doing the things that nobody's going to see us doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody's going to see us doing. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a big one. You know, and yet, and yet, mm -hmm. when it comes to questions about emotional health, mental health, physical health, all those things that lead to better versions of those, almost all of them are happening without anybody seeing, <laughs> right? The choices you make of what to eat, whether you choose to go to the gym and get exercise or not, you know, whether, whatever it might be, all of those are not in view, you know, usually. And honestly, for the people who put them in view all the time, I get tired of seeing it after a while. Like, oh my goodness, you know, and I always ask the question, why are you letting us all see this? <laughs> what's, what's, what's valuable about all this? You know, the seeing part, mm -hmm. the seeing part. Yes, it, it's quite stimulating to get that feedback, right? So we want to put everything out there on the airwaves. We want to make sure that people are watching so we can get some kind of feedback around that or it starts a conversation or it keeps it, it, it has a sense or a feeling of being in connection, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it could be completely meaningless. Right. Also. Right. And in most cases, right? Right. And is it ever really enough is what I wonder. Like, when do you reach the point where you're able to say, I've, I've, I've accomplished something or I've reached something or I've given my, my life this meaning that we're supposed to get. When do we get there? I don't think it's a question that's really answerable. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think what, you know, because we're habitual beings, if we get um, attached to the next thing or, or attached to stimulation, we up the ante, we want more and we want more and we want more. And so, so the small things do over time become even more boring and less stimulating while we keep searching and pushing for something even bigger or, or more chaotic, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or more flashy or shiny. And, and yeah, you can't ever get to the end point because we want more and more and more if that is what we've allowed to, to, to kind of drive us. So getting comfortable with boring actually is good for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is because there's so many of those things in the so-called boring that are so vital for us to be able to do and give us opportunities to really 
connect with. Uh, you know, and this sounds like a really, you know, an example that once upon a time I would have rolled my eyes at. You know, me getting my bills paid on time <laughs> and making headway on them, when I sit down and do them, it feels so good to get them done and to then say, wow, I just took care of everything I needed to take care of for a month and here's what I've got. I feel like I've done myself a favor. And it didn't really matter that it was boring. <laughs> it mattered that I felt like I gave myself a good step in that moment. And a few years ago, I would have been just like a lot of these things we're talking about. Just like, oh, worst thing ever. I would rather hire somebody to do that or go do something other than that. Even something that basic, I think, matters a lot if we choose to see it that way. Well, it matters. You get your bills paid no matter what. Right. <laughs> Right. Whether you see it that way or not, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that matters. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> because if you don't, life's going to get a lot harder for you. Uh -huh. um, you know. So, so yes, <laughs> there are things that as we 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 do the 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 hard or the mundane or the boring things, our lives do get a little easier, mm. easier, right? And uh, compared to if we just avoided those things. So cooking yourself, let's go back to cooking yourself a meal, cooking yourself a meal. When you get to choose what ingredients you put in that meal mm -hmm. compared to going out and, and getting takeout every night, the sodium and the preservatives and all the other stuff that might be in a takeout meal that you have no idea what are mm -hmm. is going to lead you to a more difficult life. Even though right in this moment, it feels real easy. Just to roll on up and grab your takeout. But over time, your life's going to be harder with that than it would be if you made your own meals, for example. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, the joy in cooking is experimenting, you know, trying something, you know, um, I'll work from recipes that I like and I, you know, I seek out healthier options, but I like playing around with those things sometimes. And sometimes they work and other times they laughingly fail. <laughs> And I enjoy those two in a weird way. It's like, okay, I know not to mix those two spices and that food anymore. But the very fact that I was doing it, you know, in, and I still ate something healthy, right? It just didn't quite meet the palate's preferences. I think, that's, I think that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. um, and there is something about that investment in myself that even when it's a fantastic fail, food-wise, um, it, it, it isn't harming me in any way. Well, I, I, that's it for another show, failing. I don't. Well, failing, <laughs> failing to meet something that it, I tasted if, good. <laughs> You're not failing sorry. is if it just doesn't taste good. <laughs> well, I don't. Is that what you said? It doesn't taste good. So it's a fail. Well, if it didn't taste the way I wanted to, it didn't come out the way I wanted to. But yeah. Failure is probably a big word on that one. <laughs> now that I reflect on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because really what comes up for me is more about creativity. Mm. Cooking for yourself offers you an opportunity to stretch your and train your creative muscle. And if we're dealing with creativity, we don't really want failure to come into play because that's going to inhibit potentially, you know, it can inhibit sort of the, the, the range of creativity that we'd allow for. It's true. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're having fun with it though. So you're having fun. So cooking for you is not boring or mundane because you enjoy doing it. Absolutely. Paying your bills 
paying your bills is not so much fun and you don't like doing it. So, but I'm, but I, you know, you hear people um, talk about meditation, talk about walking, just walking in the, just walking to walk. You don't have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, That can feel quite boring. Um, You know, taking care of the cleaning up, you know, making sure that the home maybe doesn't have so much dust or even mold and things like that. If we don't take care of those kinds of things, right. Mm -hmm. Then that in the long run is going to, to cause us some issues and some problems too. So it's, it's almost like as, as we're overstimulated or looking for the next stimulated thing, we're not actually engaging fully in, in, in the health of our lives. Mm -hmm. We're constantly distracted by things that don't offer long-term health in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about, isn't it? By getting comfortable with the ordinary and the boring, we're actually taking care of ourselves on a healthy level. And that's, and what that provides mm-hmm. for us down the line isn't necessarily, isn't predictable in the specifics, but certainly is predictable in the larger picture of, like we just talked about at the top of the show, more health, more ease, more flow, more connection. Mm-hmm. All the things we're looking for, ironically, when we're all out ahead of ourselves, you know, and, we're, and, and trying to get away from the boring and trying to get away from the ordinary. That's, that's the irony. We're much more likely to get to those things uh, by getting comfortable with the ordinary and the boring than we are to be running away from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because most of our lives actually are, if we're going to get real with ourselves, ordinary and boring. <laughs> I mean, they just are. Uh-huh. You know, we go to sleep, we don't go to bed, mm-hmm. get up, you know, we've got chores, we got, I mean, really to, to maintain our life, a, a big portion, you know, is ordinary and boring. I mean, talk to any like um, student at school, oh. <laughs> they would feel like, <laughs> although very important, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> very important to learn things at school. Yep. They might say most days are ordinary and boring. Right. Right. And, and that's, but that's okay. Right. Exactly. And, and, and it's so funny when kids bring up those things, I was, I, I listen to that. I hear it a lot, you know, in the circles that I'm in, you know, kids complaining about going to school and then parents trying to convince them why it's important. And it's never around anything ordinary. It's never, they feel like it's like they can't make that argument to their kid. Well, this is how you can live a healthier, more meaning filled, connected life. Kids are like, huh? But if they go with this is how you can do something great, kids could there the hope is kids might go, oh, okay, that's why I should do this. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> right? That is part of the problem. That's part of the problem. Yeah. 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 Getting used to the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just that acceptance of the ordinary. Like it's okay. You know, we don't need to strive so much and effort so much towards something that we don't even know what half the time we don't even know we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're just having to try to find this one thing. Like it has to be better than it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even know what that is. Right. Exactly. And, and if we aren't willing to sit with it, we never can really find out for sure whether it really is as bad as we think it is. Right. Or as unhealthy as we think it is. We, We rob ourselves of the opportunity to see something really and experience something in it that is truly meaningful 
And, and when we think about it, or at least when I think about it, some of my best moments are pretty ordinary moments that I just happen to experience in a very meaningful way, you know, that meant something to me that, you know, I haven't, I haven't had any lightning bolts come out and, and light up, you know, metaphorical lightning bolts and physical actually light things up. It's been those, it's been ordinary things. It's been things that only I could experience in my ordinary daily life that give me the most meaning. Interestingly enough, it's not the big things that I think it will be. The big stories, the big goals, the big what ifs, the big wishes, none of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the challenge to listeners this week would be to find meaning in the ordinary. Yeah. Whatever that might be. So you listed out a lot. Yeah. You listed out a lot. Chores, cooking, paying bills, going on a walk, walking the dog. Uh, there's so many things. Yeah, that's a great challenge, just to, just to notice and see what comes up. All right. Oh, that's a good story to, de- to dig through, Tawny. So thanks for that. Appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you to all of you listening. Really appreciate you sticking around for this episode of Breaking Up with Our BS. Be sure to join us next week when we take on another story. And this story, this one's going to be a good one, I can tell. Next week's story is Nobody Listens to Me. That's what we're going to take on. And if you missed any of this episode or any of the other episodes of Breaking Up With Our BS, remember you can pick this up as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much in advance for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing this show with your friends and your family who you think will uh, get something out of it. And so we look forward to seeing you next week. And until then... I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. We will see you next week. And remember, ordinary is cool. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Break a friend.